Okay, so we'll begin Chaf Zayin from the Mishnah. That's where I got up to in the, the recording yesterday. Uh, fine, let's go. So this is Halacha Dalid. What happens if you've got someone who's traveling? They might be wealthy in their hometown, but they've got no funds on them. So there's no international transfer, there's no credit cards, and at that moment, he's considered an ani. Thing is, uh, and in order to survive, he needs to take so he's defined as an ani botosha. We say, yitol, he can take. And it's, I sort of, didn't necessarily explain it so nicely by saying credit cards and stuff, because it might mean that when he gets home and sells his stock and then has finances and funds available, rather then what happens, what he should do? That's the Rebeliezer. Rebeliezer says what he should do, he should pay. Who should he pay? Panei Moshe says, meaning he should send money back to that city where he took, okay? Because he needed at that moment, but he's really an Ashir, he's really got enough funds for himself, so he should pay them back. However, Chachamim say, no, Ani at that moment, what was he defined? He was defined as an Ani, so therefore he had a 100%, he was right, uh, uh, full right to take it, therefore he doesn't have to pay anybody back. This part of it. Okay, next case. Um, let's say the Ani took some uh, some peya or like a and the Balabait has other produce and he wants to do us and he wants to switch with them and they agree. So patur, that which he takes from the Ani is patra from Trumasamastra, meaning that which the Balabait now has in his hands, because that which belonged to the Ani was a Matadorin Patra from Trumasamastra. And now that the Ani is taken from the Balabayit, that was Tevel, and therefore he would have to do Hafrash Trumas Amayat. Okay. So Shnaim Shiki Blu Sadeh Barisut. Let's say two people worked as, as sharecroppers. So an Aris is someone who works somebody else's field, or and he, and he promises to pay a chelek or a chelek of the yield. Not for fixed price, the chelek of the yield. So you've got two people that are working on a field, somebody else's field. We say, um, uh, what's interesting here is both of them um, have to leave payer, as we'll see, and both of them have to uh, have to uh, 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 and also give masani. But what they can do is they can give each other their chela. Meaning, I read you here from the Rosh Surilu. He says, "Vedavka al chelko." Only, in other words, the Aris is only considered balabait on his chelek. That means he, the, but the other Aris has no share in his chelek, therefore he can give his chelek of the matano ani to the other person. Okay? It's interesting that he's called an ani, beholzot. Yes, well, an Aris I, I, is doch le mechze le shlishu revia. So there's something for him. There. True, but as I said to you previously, when we get to the final paragraph, we'll define exactly what the how, how poor someone has to be defined as an ani. Correct. It yeah. doesn't mean he's out of work. He can still be working. He can still make arrangements and working other people's fields and still not be a financial level that defines him as ashir. Okay? He can still be ani. Okay. If someone's makabel, he's a sharecropper, he, and, and he's a... Uh, Liksor to, to harvest it. We say, He's not like get any chalakanani. Meaning, as soon as he's an aris, he's considered like the baal, and just as the owner of a field can't take the matanani, and so to count the aris. So, Amr Yehud, it says, depends. And we've seen this before, we saw this previously. 
in the second paragraph, we discussed this, I think. Sorry, sorry, I didn't see that. I see, didn't see the end of the niche, sorry. Because it talks about it, what I just asked. Okay, fine. So it says, uh, uh, So Amr Yudah, Ema Taib is man shikibel alav mechetz al shish l'rviyah. No, it doesn't. It's something else. Aval im amar lo shlish masha ata kotzer shalcha mutar beleket shich l'opeya va'asu mas ani. This is not defining whether it's an ani or not. The Gemara is going to ask, what difference does it make? In any event, he's getting a chelik from the yield. What if he says, um, you have a, a, either half, a, a third or a quarter, then he says, then he can't take lech of shichapeya. However, if he says you get a, a half, a third or a quarter of what you cut, then you can. The Gemara is going to ask exactly what the difference is, and I think we've discussed it together already previously, but let's continue in the Gemara. Tana, Tani, av ubano, ish ukrovo, shnei achim, shnei shutafim, podim zela zeba masa ani, vedonim zela zeba masa ani. So if you have two, this, this relates to what we talked about the Shleyari Sin. So what the Mishnah is saying is, is that these two individuals are considered completely separate and distinct from other, even if they're relatives, even if they're two brothers, even if they're two business partners, even if they're uh, two uh, father and son. Now, what's it got to do with Master? Uh, what's, what's got to do with Podim Zelazer, the Master Shani? That is because with Master Shani, if I put in my own Master Shani, I have to add a Chomesh. I have to add a certain amount to the value to do Pideon on Master Shani. Chomesh meaning literally at the fifth, the fifth millibar, which in our, the way we talk nowadays is 25% of the value. Okay? Because it's a fifth once it's added on. Um, I think there's, a, there's a, an accounting term for that, but this is called 25% for us simple people. Um, so, uh, so therefore, the, the, point, the point that the, the Gemara is bringing here from this writer is that they're still considered, even if a father and a son are still considered distinct individuals that they can put, if they put at each other's master sheni, they wouldn't have to add chomesh. And similarly, they can give each other from their own master ani. So in the Gemara says, Amru minayin, once I missed a bit. So Amar, Amar Rebu, Abriyud, how that might be true about Tavol Meirel, Misha, Shehuno Ten, Lavir, Master Ani. Someone should be cursed if he's giving his master ani to his father, because that seems to be, it's a bizayon. You've got a you've got a chiyuv of kibbutz abba in, in abba m anyway. You've got a, you have to do that from your own finances, and you're giving your father mas ani. That's a bizayon. So amru minayin sheim hayu shnei am shnei aniyim. So what does this mean? We've got a few explanations here. Reb Chaim says, ma uh, he says you read it ma ilu hayu shnei aniyim, meaning sheein lo labenli ten maviv mishelo delo have a bizayon ino ten lo mas ani. But if the son doesn't have anything at all, he's an ani himself. Then there is no bizayon if we give him maserani. So that's what it could be referring to. So that's what the um, uh, and but what's interesting, the Rush Sirius says slightly differently. He says, just as you agree with me, in this case, when he doesn't have anything, even if he does have funds, masa'ani. Now there's opposed to the way it seemed to suggest, or the way the Gra explains it that when do we say you can give it to him? That's when he doesn't have any funds. The way the Rastrila says it, since it's a context where a son can give my son and he doesn't have anything of his own, it's not considered such a bizayon, therefore it's not an objective bizayon to give a father my son. Okay, that's uh, the way the Rastrila explains that. End of that subject. So let's go continue now with the mark. It says, I'm ready Huda. This is on the, what I read Huda said, the hit with Mechalik between the two different cases of his sort. So there's a man ben in the Kadmita. I don't understand what difference does it make the way it was termed in the first case or the second case where, he's, where he can't take the lekit shikhan when he can't. So Ella, what does it mean? Ella lekit shik tzor shlish harishu shulcha. Meaning what difference does it make? We've explained this before. 
In other words, in the beginning, when he can't take leket shir and pecha, leket shir and pecha, in that um, in, in that case where he can't take it, that's when a normal arisut, where he has a chelik in the field from the beginning. So he's it's if he has balut. The case where Rabbi, where where Rabbi Yehuda says no, you can, that he where he can take leket shir and pecha, that's where he says you have no chelik in the field. However, when you're done what you harvested, I will let you take from that yield third, a quarter, or a half. Okay, so that way he has no chalik at that point. And that's why he's not considered a baal during the harvest. It's only after everything's cut, after ktsira, which is when all these things, the chil of his chal, it's only after all that that he now has a chalik in the, what has been cut. So Now this is an interesting case. This is as follows. Um, we saw previously, we, this, we can solve another problem. We saw a case of We saw a case if someone harvested the field and then sold half the field. And we asked the question, is the mocher muta Can the mocher take from peya? Okay, because he doesn't have a chelik in the field at the end. Why? Despite the fact, now why would you think he can't? Because that peya is not here is what it's matir his omarin. Okay, he's if you like benefiting from that what whatever happened. So we say here, um, or Dilma maybe no because maybe because the 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 lokeach leaves peah the balabite is can take peah. Umichan and therefore from this case yes we can solve it. Ta aris nami notel the peah nami notel peah. We just said if the aris only takes has only chalik at the very 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 end, right? He's also, he can take, he can nonetheless take payer, despite the fact that payer is matir, is helping him, if you like, consume that thing. So you can, might say the same thing. The mocher, despite the fact he's benefiting from the payer, it doesn't matter, therefore the mocher can take. However, the Gemara says no. Amr Yosibar Abar, Amr Yosibar You have to differentiate between the two cases. In the, in the case with the Aris, it was, he never had a chilek in this field, ever. It's only once at the very end he gets a certain percentage of whatever was cut after it's cut. In our case of the mocher who sells a field halfway through harvest, he had a chilek in the field in the beginning, b'shat tzira, when the chil of Omer was chal, so therefore, sorry, sorry chil of uh, peah was chal, so therefore you can't compare the two cases and even the balabite wouldn't be able to take from the peah. So now say Amir Rabbi Abal Barik Nagre Shniah Hibaleket Shichol Peah Shiba Aziva. Now here Reb Chaim says he follows the derech of the Pnei Moshe, but this is a completely different idea. This is explaining why when we say if the Aris has no chelik in that which in the field, but only has a chelik at the very end, he's patur from sorry he can take leket shicham peah, but he's still chayv in maserani. So why is that? Because leket shicham peah has a din of aziva, meaning. Because I read Reb Chaim, and according to the way it's been termed by Reb Yehuda, in that case, he has no chelik. That's why he, take, he had no chelik in the field. He's not a baal of the field at that stage. That's why he can take lekin shichir and peya. However, because it's not his ktsira, hamaser ani, when zechir of maser ani, that's when it's betalush, when you've got, when you're dealing with tevel, and then. Once he's, he, he got his talush, he got, it, he got his chalek at the very end. He's the owner of it. He has to separate. Okay. So in other words, when's the chiyuv chal? 
is leket shichen pez chalak tzira, and and um and the tevel is already we said at the very end after it's already cut. Let's pez halacha halacha hey. Hamocher sadeu um hamocher sadeu hamocher mutar ba alokach asur. So we explain this case so we don't fall onto the problem with the sugi we've just been discussing. This is someone who sells the entire field before doing any ktsira whatsoever. The, in that case, meaning he sells his field, then he, the mocher is mutar to take lechet shechamper. Let's say someone wants a contractor, a worker to work in his field. The worker himself is quite poor. They can't be built into the contract that the son's allowed to follow him to start picking up the lechet. Okay, we'll discuss, discuss exactly why that is. Whoever does it, who blocks, locks the anim out and says you can't take leket, or he allows he, he allows some people in and some people not, or he assists one of the anim. What it means is you know the gvul olam is. We'll explain how gvul olam actually applies to the anim. That's the Gemara is going to explain that. But the Pashup Shah of the Pasuk is talks about what they used to have is particular markers that define the, the, um, the boundaries of different fields. So those boundaries that have been there forever and evermore, that's the way the uh, Mutsudat David explains it, been around forever, don't move them to then expand your field because you're effectively still. So it seems to be the Pshat here seems to be that by doing that, yes. What are we going to say? Sorry, in, 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 in my Gemara it says Olim, not Olam, Olim. And Olim is, 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 is the, the Pnei Moish explains, Olim is somebody who yarat min chasaf, and they call it like saginahor. Okay. saginahor is, is a blind person. You call a seer. So Olim is, they, they, have, they have a lot of, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that's based on the Gemara that we're going to do. But the Pasuk itself, it says Olam. And the way the Gemara explains it, which the Pnei Moish is sort of kind of spoiling the surprise for us, is that he says, Altikri Olam El Olim. Okay, so we, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. Let's look at the Gemara now. Manin b'sachar lo sadeh b'shemachar lo sadeh b'kamato. The case where we say that in hamocher sadeh is allowed to take payalek and shichacha. That's where he sells both the sadeh and the kama. Aval if he sells lot just the kama, he just sold the standing wheat for the person to have, but retains the field b'shel lo sadeh. Etzelzani kores sadcha etzelzani korek tzircha. In other words, with the pasuk makes reference to your field and your harvest. So if someone only sells the standing wheat but retains the land, then he, the, the owner of the land, can't take the pale like a chicha because it says sadcha, it's your field. And the person who now bought the rights to harvest the field and take all the wheat, standing wheat, he can't take it either because that's his ktsircha. So both of them would apply. Okay, fine. Next, So imasaken, if someone hires a, it's, hires a person, a part of the contractual agreement was, that his son can chase after him, pick up a leket behind him. We say that's gozela ta'anim. You're stealing from the poor. Um, it says, it says balabayit. What's this mean? Balabayit she'asakin harize gozela ta'anim. Now, why is it gozela ta'anim? Different explanations here. Um, on the uh, where is it? Um, it says el alois. So I'll read Rabbi Chaim. Alois koret apol kai va'ati lefrushe dahare. No, we'll explain that. That's later on. One understanding is it's simply you're now taking away from the onion because and one another explanation I've seen here is that you're effectively paying off your debts 
you're using matanot aliyim to pay off your debts, which you're not allowed to do so. Okay, because you should be paying a certain fee, and now you're using the um, the the what's it called? You're using the um, the fund the funds for uh, that you should have been giving them anyway as his wages. Now, really, you should have got a full wages plus the plus the uh, the leket. So that's how it's a gozel Next is poel a poel shasake a gozel A poel that does this, he steals from the um the if the now if the poel does this, it says. Not only is stealing from the anim, he's also stealing from the balabait. How is a poil who does this stealing from the balabait now? So here, I'll read you the gra. It says, I think it is. She Meaning, once you say your salary is part of your salary is your son who chases you can take leket, there's a financial incentive now for him to be sloppy. Correct. So what's he going to do? He's going to be cutting things in a way that more leket's going to be falling so his son can collect more. And that's, he says, even the poil who agrees to such a thing is going to be gozel, not just from Aniim, who should, who should be rightly taking something and he's taking from them, but also from the balabite because he's making the balabite lose that as well. Okay? Let's continue. Uh, fine. Ba'al al olam. That's a pasuk. So, in al tikri olam el olim, as... as, as um, as Lubiswali explained. So Rabbi Yirmiya Rabbi Yochadamar Elu Olay Mitzrayim. These are the Olay Mitzrayim. What's a reference to the Olay Mitzrayim? Meaning Altasek Vul Hachukim Ba Mishpatima Shitiva Kurush Baruchul Olay Mitzrayim. That's one understanding of Olay. The Amar Vacharana Amar, and this is what the Pnei Moshe got before you quoted, Elu Shiardu Menich Sehem. These are people who have gone down in property. We call them Olim. But as we said, it's Lachon Sagi Nahor, as it says, in other words, we use uh, opposite terminology, just as um, someone who's blind refers to someone who has much light, right? And uh, but it's, a, it's really the opposite of what, what, it, what his situation is. So to Altisik Vul Olim, he refers to the Ani. So if you go ahead and give all the Matanot, it says, so if you go ahead, the pasuk refers to all the things that people do for an ani. The thing that the pasuk is, hello, paros you give to the ani bread, and those those that are simply poor, you bring to your house. So here's Dorish, the pasuk as follows: If you give these matanot aniim, then something associated with bai will occur. Meaning, ama rebi aven imasita ken maala ani alechem kilo habeta bikurin lebeis amikdash. By giving these ani and these matanot, I, I consider that as if you're giving, as if you will bring from, bring from the base of Migdash. Why? Nemar kanta vi, you shall bring, tavi bind. So the connection between the two shows that they're really one is similar to the other. So it's no small thing. Next halacha, halacha vav. Ha'omer shashachu apolim velo shachu balabayit. Shachu balabayit velo shachu apolim. What happens if the workers forget that Abai remembers a particular sheaves? Or other way around, the uh, the balabait forgets. The workers are still aware of the stuff they haven't collected yet. Or amdu anim befanav, or uh, the anim stand in front of some very choice pro- produce to block it from the balabait. Or shichipu bakash, or they covered, or it was covered over with straw. Harezo eno shichcha. This is not shichcha because again, either someone's remembering, or um, as we'll see in a minute, um, it says haomer shichachu polim b'chufu balabait eno shichcha. Why? Meaning, the because whose ktsira does it belong to? It belongs to the balabait, so it's ktsircha v'shachachta. So the balabait has to take it. What about shachua balabait v'lo shachua po'ale? 
What happens if the Balabite gets monotopol? And how do I know there it's not Shechacha? In Shechacha, the Chtiv ki tiktzor v'shechacha. Meaning, it's the person who's cutting it has to forget. So we learn from the Pasuk that both are required. Both the Balabite and the Kualim are required to forget. Now, this is interesting. It says, Rabbi Shimon ben, ben the Yehuda says, Omer, Mishum Rabbi Shimon, it says, Afilu chamarim, even chamarim. Now, if you, remember, if you remember, the chamarim in those days were basically the logistics companies. They were the one that took, they, they, the chamarim took, uh, they were the donkey drivers, they took projects. They happened to be passing past the field. And they see the, the polim working and they noticed one that's been forgot behind. And we say, Shachachu balabait, the Shachor Polim and Shachor Balabait, the Polim can figure, the Balabait can figure. But these people that are passing by noticed it. We say, Eno Shechacha. It's not Shechacha. Ad Shechachu Koladam. Now, this is even if, the Rechemona says, even if there's this, the reason why we bring the Chamarim, even if it's a, there's next to no chance these, these Chamarim are going to go and say, hey, Balabait, you forgot something over there. Even if they're on a rush, they're moving fast, or whatever it is. Doesn't matter, it's not considered shikha, because he, he says it has to be a prop for it to be shikha, has to be shachachumi kolada, has to be mamash forgotten from everybody. That means even if it's like anim, they can't sit and watch the field and uh, see if something's been forgotten, that will That's make a good happen. question. If the anim are watching it, maybe that's that, that, that actually is it. That's a very good question because um, if that was the case, that would be a question of Rabbi Huda Shimon, because we say, why do you need the anim to stand in front of it to make it not shikha? Or somebody that's shaykh to it, maybe that's not. Included in this, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It seems to be according to Rabbi Shimon. If, 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 like, if anyone notices the it sounds like it. But again, I'm not sure how Rabbi Shimon would understand the Mishnah because if that's the case, you don't need the anim to stand in front of it. If the anim is standing beside it, not blocking it, it would be shikha. So, a good question. I don't know. Okay, hi. Now we're going to do a little bit of a Shimogiris as we go along. This is a it's a Shimogiris of the Gra, and we'll see the pleasure of Chaim. It says as follows: Haya Omed ba instead of ir say sadeh. Let's say the Balabite was standing by Sadeh, but Omer, and he says, I know my workers forget stuff behind in that such such location. And then after that, clearly the Polim have already forgotten, but then he also forgets, it's not considered Shechacha. Okay, why is that? It says, the reason why that is, is, in other words, he said, the ke- I'll read Rav Chaim. This is such an important Rav Chaim. It's a long piece. Since he's standing by the, the Sadehu, it's a guarded area, Chatzar, property. By him standing there, his polim have forgotten. He says, I know they're going to forget. He's using his Chatzar to coin it. Therefore, even if after the fact, even after that, he's forgotten, it doesn't matter anymore because he's already been coined. His, his field has already been coined for him. But that's only if he's standing beside Sadehu. That's really important. Now, I'll drop down a little bit further. The Intomar, he says, one second. So the Reb Chaim says, but how's that fair? How is it your field can corner the Omarim that won't be Shechacha? Then what's going to happen? Every Balabite is going to say every morning, my field's corner Shechacha, my field's corner Shechacha the whole time. So we say, Taritz, no, if everyone agreed, if everyone knows about it, the Balabait and the Polim. The concept of Shikha doesn't even apply to it. I feel even if he stipulates like that, my field should require all my Omarim. 
That doesn't work. Love kol kamei derachmana afkarei because the Torah says that doesn't work. Aval hachasherachu apolim. It's only in this interesting case with a polim forgotten. The balabite has you're not yet forgotten. Um, in other words, it's already now. If you like in the parish of Shichacha, that one of the parties are forgotten, then we say if he stands next to the field, he can say, "Ah, my fields acquires all these bundles that my polim have forgotten." Interesting take on the sugya, right? Um, so in other words, he says that's Tosav of Rambam Parakam That's the way it works. However, for Kitun the Gemara, if he was Hayat Omed Ba'ir, if it was in the city, but Omer, I know my Paulim, we're going to forget the things behind that tree. They always forget it, right? Does it matter? Why? Because he's not next to the Chatzir, he can't use his Chatzir to coin it. Those Omarim. That's why the Rukhaim explained this. Okay. So Shinemba Vasadeh Vashachachta Velobe'ir Vashachachta. Now, how's this drush working from the Pasuk? This is very important again. Said, again. Only in the field you actually require that the Balabite forgets it. If he knows and, and then he uses a field to require it, then it's the key to require it. However, but here you can't use that, that deal with the Pasuk because the ear doesn't matter. If he knows about it, he can't use his chatzah to acquire it. So Rabbi Zira says, B'Shem Shmuel, also for a metziah, meaning if a person stands by their field, next to the field, they can use their field to coin it, but not his by the ear. Manan and he says, I don't understand. If he can reach it and chase after it. This is like if there's an animal in the field, if he can reach it. It doesn't matter if he's in the city or next to the field, and if he's next to the field or in the city. It's still mishtamerit, because he can go reach it, so his chatzah should be coined. And if it's not, what difference does it make if he's next to the field? So Rabbi Avau Barkanas, um, so Rabbi Abba Barkanas said the Rabbi Yossi B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan says, and according to Marafulda says he's being cholek, meaning he requires two things. He requires not just you can reach it, and it's Mishtamerit, but also you need to be you need to be present there, the two together for Metziah to be kind. Okay, let's continue. Next case is Shichipal Bagash. Now we ask an interesting question. Rechaim explains the question as follows. What happens now if the whole, everything's covered in cash, everything's covered in straw, and you forgot one of them? What the, it says, it says, In other words, the reason why I forgot it is not because it was covered in straw, because that's what you've done for the whole field. You've covered it over in straw for whatever reason. So therefore, the, few, the one you forgot, the question is, is that still considered shechach or not? So we bring an answer. We bring an answer from the Summa. Look at it, look at a Summa. A Summa, we say, someone who's blind, will apply. So he says, but that's no different. You can compare that to a, able a, a person with full vision. It's, that seems to power the case where the whole field seems to be covered. So therefore, we could still say Sheikh would apply even to the one left hidden under it. However, Rabbi Yonah says as follows. Rabbi Yonah Omer besucher et ha-kashi. He says, what's that mean? Aridi Rulchaim. Hadetlan b'chipo b'kashi inu shichacha kishizuchher et When's it not shichacha? It's only shichacha if you know, you remember the kashin themselves. So you remember the kashin, but you remember the shichacha. Mitochshi, you remember the kashi, and therefore the shikh, the 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 the, the omarim underneath and shichacha. However, they forgot the kashi in themselves, the straw on top. So then Reb Chaim says in this explanation, so he explains this a bit differently later, that it says kamo, it's like echad. 
It's like one with a kashim, one with a straw, and therefore it would be shechacha. Okay? In other words, that which you remembered since the machape, the thing you forgot, that's when we say it's not shechacha. However, if you forgot both things, then it is shechacha. It says, after the Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Zira, that's like we saw Rabbi Zira before. Come out, Rabbi Zira, Amar Basukhayat Ha'elion, Ken Rabbi Yonah, Amar Basukhayat Ha'kash. Which is interesting. Here says what? We saw previously, um, this is on Daf Nundalet, in no, it's later on, sorry. We haven't seen it yet. It says, uh, it says, Someone picked up an Omer to take the city. And he placed it on another one. Rabbi Shimon says, The bottom one is But Rabbi Zira says, Only if you remember the top one. Because then it's only during the reason why you forgot the one underneath is because the top one's covered. If you forgot the top one as well, Igla Milt, it's clear what the, the reason why you forgot the bottom one is not because it was covered over. You forgot everything there. So, therefore, in that case, if you forgot the top one as well, it's clear that um, so if you forgot the top one as well, then clearly you would have forgot the bottom one and the bottom of Shikha as well. So, in other words, Rabbi Zira and Rabbi Yonah seem to parallel one another. But what? Then we only say cash, if it's covered with cash at the bottom one is in shikha, is if what is if you actually remember the cash. Um, otherwise, otherwise, if you forgot the cash as well, it would be shikha underneath it. Okay, next case. We'll go a bit longer today. Okay, so here what you've made, you've made these small bundles. You made like, like little kovat hats or lower hats. Chara is like a, a small cakes. And the point is, you're making these small little bundles and you're going to collect those small bundles to make bigger bundles. That's the point. So it's not a final bundling. And you forgot those little bundles behind. Um, so therefore, in Loshicha, however, if you're now taking from, um, from, from the bundles themselves straight to the Goren, so you've already reached Gemara Malacha, here we say, Yesh Loshicha. I'll explain, explain this in a minute. Hamer Legadish, Yesh Loshicha. If someone's now gathering up, the, the gathering of the bundles to take to a gdish, which is a stack. And importantly, Reb Chaim says here, the intention is that you want to do the threshing there and there, there, like at that place where the gdish is. So therefore, you're taking it to what's called gemar malacha, an end point. And we say, when you're, when you're collecting the bundles to the end point, then that's considered, and you forget a few behind, that's shechacha. However, if you then change your mind from this, if you change your mind then, from the Gemara Malacha to the Goren, and if you have got a few behind, then Eilu Shechacha. Zeaklau. This is the point. Anyone who's collecting these bundles to take it to a point which is Gemara Malacha, that's when Shechacha applies. If you're taking from there onwards, sorry, uh, yeah, and from that point onwards, after Gemara Malacha, Eilu Shechacha. However, if you're not Gemara Malacha, Eilu Shechacha, However, if you're now ma'amer, the small little bundles to make bigger bundles, that's not gemar malacha yet. So therefore, we'd say enlo shicha. However, now that you've got the full bundles and you're taking lachatila, you wanted to take those, those full bundles to the goren. Now you're taking it to the place which will be gemar malacha. That's when you have yesho shicha. Clear? Yeah? Uh, fine. Now, the kovaot, where do you get the lashon of kovaot? Rabbi Yona Amar Min Le'el. This is like a higher type of... Uh, Kippah, if you like, did come out a tame of a kovanachoshet al roshot. It's a kovanachoshet, a kovanachoshet, 
kova that was on their head. But Koma sorts into these lower hats. Um, he says, uh, the Batanur explains that this is Eina Boltim Lamala Kakovaot. Ella what the Noflim Al Lamala. They're sort of lower down on the head. Lamata Sha'ina Narim Kokak. They're not so visible. I, I think it's a bit like a beanie. Do you know what a beanie is? You know what I mean? Like a, like a lower hat. Uh, a winter hat. The ones you pull down on your head. I don't know. It says, it says um, I'm Australian. We call them beanies. Anyway. Um, come on, to come out of Tamer, you call them beanies as well, but you know idea what I'm talking about? No, no one has a clue. Beautiful, good. Okay, come out of Tamer, hello, who come, because it says, hello, maybe, who you put, come. maybe you put one on tomorrow, we can see what it is. Yeah, you see, that's my black hat I wear in the winter. All right, hello, who come on, Imadi. Um, what's hello, come on, Imadi? That's a pasuk which says, the pasuk would say, it's the um, Rashi says, the Kaddish Baruch was talking, they thought that they're, um, that I forgot all their actions. Rather, him kamus imadi, meaning the gnuzimu shmorim lifanai. They're guarded towards me. Okay, fine. Lachara, lachara is galgal. Galgal, here, Rafulda says, Ashon gilgulisa. It's like a small cake, like a rolled up piece of cake. Now, let's just finish the perek. And I think, by the way, the, you'll see it's amazing. Anyway, Lo'omarim, it says, Amrabiki, why is it, uh, how do we know that, where do we get this chiluk that it makes a difference if you're picking up the bundles to gemar malacha? or you're picking it up, then it's shikha, but if it's not to Gemara Malacha, meaning to another intermediate stage, it isn't shikha, or if you've already finished Gemara Malacha and you take it, it's not shikha either. Where do we get this idea that it's only if you're collecting it to Gemara Malacha that it's, that, that's when shikha applies? Um, so, because it says, um, There's a there's association with Ktsira and shikha. Ma Ktsira she'en acharav just as ktsira is, uh, is an action of finality, meaning you cut it, there's nothing, there's no cutting after cutting, so too with omer, with an omer as well, um, the, it's only if you've finished the omerim and not doing small bundles to bigger bundles. Now, with that, we say hadrana lach gedish, which I think is incredible, because what, what was the second, what was the second din in the, in the Mishnah? We just learned in the Mishnah what? that if you're bundling it, you're taking it to a gedish, to a pile, and their intention, according to Reb Chaim, is I want that to be my Gemara Malacha, I want that to be my place where I'm going to be doing the threshing, then from there, from the, then it's Shechacha. But if I take it from the gedish, which is already Gemara Malacha, and I change my mind now and think, you know, maybe I want to take it to the Goren, then it's no longer Shechacha, correct? Anything I leave behind. And that's why the Perik ends, Hadran Alach Gedish. That I can return, Hadrana, we can return back to the Gdish. We can go back to the stack and get it's not considered shift. All right. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful the way the prayer can do that way. Okay, cool. So, thank you. That's Hidushe, that's Hidushe, Rabdovit. Okay. Yeah, there, cool.